Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Red Sox On Deck Podcast, episode number 29. I'm your host, Bob Osgood, joined, as always, by Shelly Verstraight. Shelly, what's happening with you this week? Um, nothing too, uh, too crazy. Uh, kind of like some really odd things happening uh, personally. Um, but, um, yeah, um, honestly, like the worst thing that is going on is the state of the Red Sox currently. Um Hasn't really been a good, what, half week? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. At least we can relate on that. Yeah, it's been been rough, and uh, hopefully we can... I know all of our other podcasts on the Over the Monster Network are covering that, so we're going to, you know, change gears a little bit with our guest today. Uh, Joining us is the voice of the low A affiliate of the Red Sox down in Salem, Virginia. Um, also, also works, works for the, for the ACC, ACC network, network baseball, baseball, volleyball, and Olympic, Olympic sports. sports. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Voice, Voice of Radford, Radford Basketball. basketball. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome to the, to the show, Mr. Kevin DiDomenico. Kevin, Kevin, what did I leave out? Thank, thank you for joining, joining us again. again. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. No, that you, you pretty much covered it. Uh, yeah, I'm a senior at Virginia Tech right now. And, uh, yeah, heck of a season with the with the Salem Sox. My second in professional affiliated baseball. But, uh Definitely one to remember, and thank you so much for having me on again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Kevin, Kevin joined, joined uh, Keaton and I on, on the Red, Red Sea pod a few months, months back, um, but, but it was, it was super, super entertaining, and, and so much has changed since then, since then with, with the Salem, Salem system, system and a lot of really, of really interesting players, players that, that have been promoted to that level, level um, as, as well as were drafted in 2021 that have been promoted there, so... Uh, you know, we're, you know, gonna, we're gonna we, we get into, get into some, some of those specific, specific players in a minute, in a minute but, but the season, the season as, as a whole, Kevin, you know, Kevin, Salem you know, finished Salem seventy-one and forty-nine, 71, one and 49 record, obviously with the limited playoff structure that they limited playoff structure that they had this short year. Seasons, you know, short seasons, most of the levels only had two teams make a finals only playoff. Salem was so close. We talked about it a little bit on our pod the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately, lost four out of five to lose out on that second spot to down east on the final day. I guess to start, can you talk about the season as a whole? You know, from a positive perspective and some of your your favorite your favorite memories and of course you can talk about that last week as well as well if you'd like yeah absolutely um first off the salem organization was you know one of the best organizations i've ever worked for really great people up and down the whole system um i want to give a shout out to alan lawrence the general manager give me the opportunity to work with them and it was uh, definitely a season to remember um, I'll tell you the last maybe week or so was, was one to forget for the Sox, but, uh, but we were able to, we were able to do so much with the team. Um, we developed Sox talk. So we did interviews. I don't know if you guys saw that we did inter- interviews with, um, three players a week and the manager, Luke Moth, we do our manager's report and I got to know Luke, who was fantastic. I'm sure, uh, he'll, he'll move up the organization if possible, um, but really good guys throughout the whole organization and, uh, you know, ended on a sour note, um, a tragic note, actually, down up 6-1 to one in the sixth inning when it was a win-or-go-home situation and ended up uh, falling 9-7. to seven. But uh, a really good season for the Sox and a lot of good players came through there and I'm, I'm excited to talk about some of them. Also, the Red Sox are up one nothing against the Orioles right now. I know you guys were talking about the last couple of days. But I just checked the score. It's they can hold on. We're in the fourth right now, but we'll see. We were, we were ahead, ahead in the fourth yesterday, yesterday and, and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, so how that turned. memories. I should have brought it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm bringing a, bringing lot, of a lot of negativity. negativity to Shelly, bring us up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll try. try. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah so, so you know, you know the, the, the whole the season, the season as a whole. Um, was, was an, an extremely uh, great record. You know, you know like, like Bob, Bob said, said we finished, uh, the, the, the Salem Red Sox uh, finished 71-49. 
And, and I, know I know a lot of the players uh, had, had kind of moved on to double-A um, as the season went on. Um, but, do um, but do you think the players and coaches are, do you think they should be able to, like, kind of, like, look at the season as a whole and, like, look at the record and say, yeah, yeah, we did great. Or do, or do you think, think that like those, those those last couple of losses in that, that final week um just just really made the uh the, the, the season kind of like just in on a sour note, note just, just really, really kind of like, of like unsuccessful, unsuccessful you know what i'm saying yeah no i think uh the staff and the players definitely look at that season as a success um you can even look at the opening day roster and see how many guys moved up to high a um and had the opportunity there and that alone was success success i talk so much about uh, Luke Montes and his ability to develop these guys and his ability to coach these guys, you know, throughout their uh, journey through the organization. Because it's essentially first half, you have a team, second half, excuse me, you have another team. So his ability to manage a winning team through the first half to keep him, keep us in it. And then through the second half to make that playoff push was super impressive. So I think for him, I think it was success. It was a success and the coaching staff, um, but again, you look at guys like Stephen Scott, Joe Davis, I mean, obviously Nick York, guys who were able to move up the system. That alone is what we're here for, right, guys? The development of these guys and being in playoff contention was a cherry on top for the whole organization. So uh, far and away, uh, definitely a success for Salem this year. And you look at the first two games, I think we lost by a combined uh, 15, 16 runs to Lynchburg. Um, so my head i thought it might have been a long season but uh they really proved me wrong throughout the throughout the remainder yeah yeah uh, uh, i know shelly's still looking for her uh joe davis jersey so any connections that you have kevin um, would really would really be appreciated, be appreciated there. there i'll see what i can do i uh see if we can arrange something all right, All right. Appreciate, appreciate that. that. Um, let's, let's start by talking, by talking about, about the rotation a little bit. A little bit. There was a lot of interesting names in the second, in the second half, half of the season, season you know, varying, varying levels of potential. But the rotation really um, ended up looking good down the stretch. They had uh, Wilkelman Gonzalez, Shane Drohan, who was a 2020 pick, uh, Bradley Blaylock, Chi Young Lu, and Wyatt Olds, who was a seventh rounder uh, this summer. Uh, starting with Wilkelman Gonzalez, he was one of the biggest prospect risers in the organization this season, really jumping up a lot of lists as we've seen the year go on. Uh, was at the Complex League for a little bit, um, which began at the end of June. So, you know, he really pitched well early on to get the call to Salem by August at only 19 years old. Uh, I know, uh, I know yeah. Port said he, he has a strong arm, arm can kind of get into, into the mid to mid high, high 90s at times. What did you, what did you see, see from him in his, his four-star start Salem, Salem promotion? promotion? It's funny you mention that because going into his first start, I knew he had the power with the fastball. Um, but one thing that surprised me in his couple starts that I saw was the breaking ball. Guys, it was super impressive. His ability yeah, not yeah. only to locate it, but the 12-6 action on it was, was uh, I mean, it was up there with any of our pitchers. So that's what impressed me the most about him. And he was effective. He got out of some tough situations. He pitched in some big moments for Salem down the stretch um, during the playoff push. Uh, so he's one guy that really stood out to me. A lot of, a lot of promise. He's a guy. I mean, we talked earlier on our, uh, on the podcast I came on, earlier in the season. But he reminds me a lot of Aldo Ramirez, um, a guy who can kind of control the zone, and throwing that breaking ball for a strike and when he needs to get an out. So he's fooling a lot of hitters, um, and at such a young age too, right? To have the command of that zone, and be able to throw a breaking ball for a strike, is uh, something you don't see a lot from 19-year-olds. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. At nineteen, we really hadn't spoken, spoken about him a whole lot. He was kind of a name that came out of nowhere that we noticed early on in the complex league. He was throwing five innings, and the numbers were outstanding. So it's good to see. Good to see. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, so out of the, the, um, the, the, you know, the, the rest of the, of the, of the crew, uh, Jordan, Blaylock, Luke, and Olds, um, who, who impressed you the most? Um, I think they all had different, uh, you know, I guess they were all there during different times, right? So, Drohan's a guy who's with the squad, uh, for the whole, the whole season, so he was probably our more stable guy throughout the whole season, probably our go-to guy for the most part. Uh, Lou joined us late, and a lot of excitement about him. He had some tough starts. Um, I guess the first inning got to him a couple times, but he settled down throughout. Uh, but he was solid. Um, you mentioned Wyatt Olds as well. Olds was a guy who came on super late for us, but had a nasty breaking ball. I was able to talk with him uh, during our Sox talks as well, an Oklahoma kid. Um, but I think a lot of promise for him. And then Gonzalez, as I mentioned, was probably the most surprising out of the whole group. Um, but they're all super interesting. Did you mention Brett Blaylock too? Yep. Yep. So Blaylock, I was a big fan of Blaylock as well. He's a 32nd round pick, I think, back in 2019. Um, but he was a guy who struggled a little bit. I think he was, his ERA was about four, five, four, six. Um, but he brought that down. Had a really solid month of August and September, and strung together a couple of great starts. So I always joke with him. Um, but he had, I think, two or three starts where he got two straight wins, then a no decision, but went like 15 innings in those three starts, gave up one run. And we do a player of the game um, on wins, right? So I was like, he could be player of the game in all those starts, but his buddy and his roommate at the time, Nick York, was hitting like two home runs a game. So I was right. like, he keeps stealing these player of the games from me. But uh, no, he was a good guy, and he was really solid down the, down the stretch uh, as well. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't give up more than, more than uh, three, three runs, runs in any, in any of his last 11 starts. starts. And, of course, you know, you're not going, going as long into those games. A lot of, you know, you know zero, zero, one, one earned outings. Outing. So, so you can definitely, definitely see you got stronger as the year went on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, any, uh, other any other arms, arms whether, whether that be, that be um, someone you saw, saw earlier in the season or anyone out of the, out of the pen, pen uh, there is a, a different late-round pick we're going to talk about in a moment from earlier in the season. But any other arms to keep an eye on? Uh, I don't know if you guys wanted to touch on this, but Cody Scroggins is a guy who really impressed me, not only by his stuff, but I would have opposing broadcasters come up to me and tell me, yeah, our guys do not want to see Scroggins out of the pen tonight. Um, and he doesn't wow you with his height or his, you know, the bird's eye view, his stuff, but uh, he was a guy that definitely gave uh, opposing hitters some fits, and he was impressive to me. Um, we mentioned Walter. Uh, Ryan Fernandez we talked about I think before we went on air he was a guy who impressed me I think he gave up I think it was 14-15 appearances where he didn't give up an error to run and uh, I said why isn't this guy getting moved up he, he eventually did but um, yeah. yeah he's another guy who impressed me too yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Walter, 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 Walter has, has really, really been, been the guy um, that has really, really, really impressed me. Um, we had a round table on over the monster, monster I think. I think it was, it was last week of, like, who was, like, the prospect that, like, that, like totally just shocked you or whatever. And, and Walter, Walter was, was my guy. guy. I mean, he was, he was a 26-round pick. Um, um, and, you know, and, he was pitching in relief in the first half of the season. Then he made some starts. And he just totally just blew my mind. 
Um, I'd never expected, I'd never this expected from this him. From and, him. I mean, I and I mean, I remember uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, Keith Law over at the over at the athletic was also talking about him. How he impressed him as well. Were you surprised about kind of like kind of like how successful Walter was? Um, you know, you know, starting, starting to make some starts, starts, and then you know, pitching, pitching in Greenville. You know, you know, he had a three seventy ERA in his twelve starts, thirteen strikeouts per nine. What, what, what are your thoughts about Walter? Well, it's interesting. He's a six-two guy coming from the left side, and he's a little bit deceiving too. I wouldn't call him a sale. I'm trying to put my finger on it who to compare him to, but you know, he almost delivers like from a lefty. It'd be really hard to pick up. So I think the month of June really showed what he can do. Um, he had under a one ERA and over 20 innings pitched. Um, and that really impressed me. And then came his, his call up right at the end of June and early July uh, to high a Greenville. And then he kind of got into a starting role, right? So he started two games with the Sox. I think they wanted to see him in that starting role. And then to bring him up, to put him in that starting role with Greenville. He got hit a little bit in the month of July, but really, really settled down in August. Uh, and through September, to, particularly in September, where he had a .6 ERA. Um, so I think he had to adjust a little bit to Greenville. But, guys, he was a guy who came out of the bullpen with Salem. And I think in that month of June, it was like he's shutting it down. And you could, you know, early in the season, we talked about this before we went on air, but earlier in the season, you could probably look to a bunch of guys that could do that for the Sox and led to some of our success in our playoff push. But he was one of those guys that really stood out. I'm really excited for what he can do. Yeah, he's, yeah, got, he's the, got the uh, called call, strike and whiff rate that's up around, around 35, 36%, which is so impressive. And, and yeah, there's, yeah, there's always a place for left-handed pitchers, that, <laughs> whether it's as a long reliever or a lefty specialist, or, or you know, I guess, I guess probably as the ceiling of a back rotation starter. I don't know if there's anything that you saw or if you've talked to any scouts that see a certain path for Walter, who was a 26-round pick, so it's really coming out of nowhere here. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. There's a couple of guys like that, like Devin Rodal, um, relatively late-round pick, I guess, too, um, and Ryan Fernandez, late-round pick. So, you know, these are guys who really impressed, and uh, I think it's looking up in terms of the, the farm system for the Sox and their arms. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, getting, getting into, into some hitters, hitters uh, a couple, a couple of, recent of recent draft picks made their way up to up Salem. Salem. In the, in the second half, half of the year, of the year. Uh, you uh, weren't able to see, to see the top pick, Marcel Meyer, yet, yet. Uh, but, you but you did get to see their the second pick that they were, they were able to sign, which was actually, was actually their third round pick, uh, Tyler, Tyler McDonough. McDonough. Um, really, really seemed like some good reports good coming out. He hit 296 with a 397 on base percentage at Salem. Uh, good plate discipline numbers, you know, 14% walk rate, 19% K. Played a little infield, outfield. What did you like about McDonough in the 27-game sample, um, really on both sides of the ball? Yeah, uh, I was able to have Tyler McDonough on one of our Sox Talks episode, and he uh, he always went through the whole NC State situation where COVID shut him down when they were on the brink of winning a College World Series. Um, so you can imagine his you know energy to come in and play baseball for a team that was you know in a playoff push. So I asked him, I said, you know, what's one thing you're going to bring to the Salem Sox this year? Um, that's going to help him with the playoff push. And he said, I'm going to hustle everywhere I go. And that might sound like a cliche response. Sure, but, sure. I mean, boy, boy, did he hustle, right? I mean, played center field. It's it's hard to uh, top state on Rafaela out in that A position, but he almost did it. He got to so, so many balls, um, and uh, he definitely brought it. Um, hustling on the base pass as well, and definitely gave us a spark down the stretch. 
Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and that, really that really is a lot, a lot that we've heard is just kind of doing a little, little bit of everything, maybe more, right? more of a, a sum of all parts player, player uh, from, from offense and stolen bases, and bases and a few and of those, those and, and just uh, delivering versatility defensively. Um, so, so you know, it, it could, could be a player that. You know, you know, I think, I think guys, guys like Chris Taylor, Taylor in the major, in the major leagues, leagues now that can play, play a few different positions, offer a little bit of power, and get on base. Um, you know, you know, they might not have the highest upside, but third, third round—that's a—that's a, that's a that's pick, pick that can really, really work out for you. Super athletic guy could get to a ton of balls. I remember a, a ground ball. He's playing second at the time. Again, utility guy could play anywhere, um, but kind of ate him up right when he got to Salem. I was like, oh, that might be an issue, but he started making some spectacular plays <clears throat> over there as well. So. Um, defensively, he's gives it his all and is able to get to some balls that you wouldn't expect him to get to. 22 years old, too, so you'd expect he'd be in high A um, next season and maybe move up to double A at some point. But, uh, I, yeah, 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 I think he's a super athletic player. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so Nico Cavadas was another one who went, went in the, the believe, 11th round um, who just, just has a ton, a ton of power. power. And, and really we're really hoping that, that things, work things work out for him where he's, where he's, you know, he's kind of that first, first baseman, baseman offensive, offensive first profile that, that doesn't, doesn't always, uh, uh, is probably a big reason why he slipped to the 11th round. But what stood out to me was his walk to strikeout ratio, which was 15 to 13. Um, combined, combined, he had, he had eight, eight walks in his seven games in Salem after uh, being, being in the complex league for a little bit. bit. So he was a, so he was a 22 year old low way, way, but was a, was a college, college draftee. Um, did he? Did he did you get any, get any looks at him? Did he look polished enough to start, to start next year at a higher level? level? How, how, how comfortable do you think about us? Yeah, he did. So he played with us. He started what was it? I think late August, maybe August 25th ish, and his power was shown right away. I remember one. Uh, one ball he hit way over the right center field wall, and I thought it was just a lazy pop-up, and that's the way I called it, and it just kept on carrying and carrying, <laughs> and uh, and it's gone. And it, and I asked him right after, I was like, did you know that was gone? He's like, yeah, I've hit plenty like that. Right. Um, right. So s- tons of power. He's been compared to David Ortiz. Um, oh. No. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think it was by his, his, his coach at Notre Dame, so I don't know. But uh, – Hit 429, small sample size in September. Didn't have him down the stretch uh, for a couple reasons, and uh, it was tough to not have him. But he was he was really good when we did have him, and um, no, he's a good player. Definitely a lot of upside. Sure. Uh, so, so another, another guy who kind of like made his debut um, in Salem, Salem. definitely, definitely like, like, like last month, month. Uh, uh, Brandon Monachi. Um, he, um, he had 224, 269, 323, um, well, we can't forget about Matthew Lugo as well. He was a guy who, uh, yeah, I think he started every single, well, not every game at shortstop, but every game I called at home at shortstop until that final series when Bonacci got a couple of, uh, couple of opportunities. Um, you know, I think he plays a little young right now. Um, he was really, really solid in the field defensively. His bat is a little bit further behind, I think, his fielding tool, but, um, 
really, really solid in the field. One thing he, he impressed me on was uh, his arm from shortstop. Really, really strong arm. He got to balls in the hole that um, a lot of guys wouldn't get to and was able to gun it over. So I think your question about him being able to start at third, definitely not an issue. Definitely not an issue um, in terms of the arm. He's able to get things over there. And uh, you also have Blaze over there at times, too. So, um, But, uh, no, Bonacci impressed definitely in the field. I think a little bit behind on the bat, but solid uh, solid prospect going forward. Yeah, and yeah, at 19, and 19 years, years old, as you said, said smaller. smaller. I mean, he's um, listed, listed at 5'10", There's probably some... some uh, they'll probably, they'll probably have him in the weight room a lot in the offseason, and that would be a level that he would repeat for a year, for a year at that age. So, so um, you know, got a little taste of that, that and knows what he needs, needs to work on, work on but, but it's good to hear that the, the, the defense is there a little bit. We, we uh, talked uh, last time on the Red Sea a little bit about, about Roberto Jimenez. And, and I look at I look his, his overall stat, stat line, you know, 306 average, 64 runs, 56, 56 RBI, 13 steals, which, which in an age, age 20 season at low A, seems right? like he did what he was, he was supposed, supposed to do, you know, decent, decent for sure. For sure. Um, you know, there, there are, are a couple, couple of other things that might have to do with, with, with splits and, um, you know, strikeout rate from different sides, things of that nature. But do you think that Jimenez did enough this season to keep the hype as a top prospect in New York? Because... You know, he, you know, he came, came into, into the season, season as on some list, fifth, sixth, sixth seventh, seventh, and you don't, you don't hear as much talk, talk about him as you do, as you do uh, some, uh, of, some of the other players. players. So do you think he did enough to keep, uh, that, to keep hype? that hype? Um, yes and no. I think, I mean, based on the average, I think you have to still look at him. I, you look at a lot of those hits, I think if you watched every game and guessed his average, it wouldn't be 306. It would probably be lower than that. Um, but he gets right. infield right. as a speedy guy, and he's playing in low A. So a lot of the hits he's getting in, you know, our level won't translate to high A, double A, and most likely triple A and, and the big. So, um, but you have to look at that average, and he has to still be a top guy. No, in the sense that I think other guys may have surpassed him. I think we saw a ton from Sadon Rafaela, who wasn't highly touted at the beginning of the season and uh, cracked the top 30 in terms of the Sox organization. Other guys at the corner, Nick Decker, uh, impressed as well. And then obviously Tyler McDonough. So a couple of guys have come up and kind of surpassed him. He's been the whole play, the same player, I think, the whole season, really. Um, but still an impressive player. I don't know if he's top five at this point when you get um, other outfielders that have come into the system and impressed the way they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but still a guy to look forward to. I mean, he hit 306. He's 20 years old. Not a lot of guys can do that. So a guy definitely to keep an eye on. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the uh, you know, we've kind of, kind of mentioned him a bit, a bit uh, prior to this. Uh, so Dane Raffaella, you know, he won, he, he won the Defensive Player of the Year through the, the entire Red Sox, Red Sox minor, uh, minor league, league, you know, organization. And you mentioned, and you mentioned him a lot. Um, and, you know, uh, when, uh, when you were talking to Keaton and Bob on the Red Sea podcast a couple months ago, um, is, there, is there, I mean, he's I mean, hit, hit 10 home runs, runs uh, 20 uh, stolen bases, played 102 games, games in Salem. Um, do, you um, do you think there's any growth in that? that? I, mean, I mean, he hit 251, 305, 24 in his age 20 season. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple of interesting that. I think, so I I talked to a couple of scouts about him because he's such an interesting player. He's a you know a short guy, not a big frame. We talked, he played in the Little League World Series when he was 12 years old, 
Uh, he was under five feet and, you know, didn't weigh a whole lot. So he was signed by the Sox four years later um, and obviously grew a ton, but still a small guy. One thing that impressed me late was his power. I mean, I think he hit four or five home runs in the second half, maybe six, um, and he really showed his power. But, you know, scouts have said he needs to uh, cut that swing down. He, he says swing's way too long. Um, but defensively, guys, it, I mean, he, he won defensive player of the organization for a reason. He got to balls I would never think he would get to. Um, I mean, you can hear it on some of my calls. I just I lose it because I'm, it, it's really ridiculous. I've never seen a guy do uh, what he does. And, again, a young guy, but um, I think he needs to shorten that swing up a little bit. And uh, definitely a lot of speed. Like, we didn't see his speed as much. I think it was overshadowed by Gilberto in the beginning of the season. But he was able to beat out some infield singles as well. So that speed is definitely going to play a part. And um, I'd say maybe the ceiling of a fourth outfielder. We'll see, though. I, you know, if that bat, if he can start swinging it the way uh, the way I know he can, I think uh, there's some there's some Devers potential in him. Well, that's very oh, that's interesting. very interesting. Um, um, you know, you've you mentioned, know, you mentioned a couple, a couple other, other hitters. hitters. Um, um, you know, Lugo. You know, Lugo I, know I know that there was a... Brief appearance from, from Blaze Jordan. Jordan um, brief appearance from Nathan Hickey. Hickey. Um, any, other any other hitters throughout the throughout year or down the stretch that you, that got, you a got a good look at um, that, stood that stood out to out you or you, or you think, you could, think be, could be interesting? Be interesting. Um, um, either, either a recent drafty or a player like, like Lugo was there, was there for the whole year. year. Yeah, well, I didn't see a ton of Blaze, um, but his power is obviously there. Young guy, too. I mean, he. 18 years old get, coming into the organization it's you know right. he's facing 21 22 year old guys I know at one point Delmarva had a 30 year old uh, rehab guy who's played in the bigs and has over 200 innings in the bigs and he was facing a guy 12 years younger than him so obviously a lot more experience on the pitcher's side um, but I think Blaze needed to get that experience definitely hit some towering drives in his time in Salem um who else? Who else? You guys mentioned um, Nathan Hickey. Yeah, he was, yeah, only, he was there only there for a few, few games, games, right? Yeah, he was. He was. Didn't see a whole lot of him as well. We actually had him for a Sox Talks episode, though. Really good guy. Really fun personality. Um, obviously, showed we can do it, Florida. And uh, yeah, didn't have a big sample size in Salem, but you know, something to look for. A fifth round guy in 2021. We actually did an interview with uh, with sunflower seeds in because we were talking about what our favorite sunflower seeds are, and I was like, you want. Want to do the interview with seeds in? We can address that, I guess. The <laughs> really fun guy, and um, yeah, yeah. Again, we didn't see his bat a ton, but someone to look for next year. I assume he'd be in low A next year. Yeah. Uh, uh, in, terms in terms of, of you know, you know, for the fans, for the fans of, Salem, of Salem, you know, you know anyone, anyone that you have, have on your radar, radar to watch in twenty twenty two, I don't know whether you'll be back, back calling games, games next year or um, just kind of like a preview. But, preview, but I mean, there's, I mean, there's one, one obvious one that I can think of. But, but anyone, anyone that you um, just just are looking, are looking forward to seeing a person that you didn't this year that might be lower in the organization. Um, Meyer, right? Is that who you're thinking of? Yeah, that yeah, was who was. Yeah, <laughs> on the same page there. Um, yeah. yeah, he's obviously going to be the, the most highly touted guy coming into Salem. I'm trying to think of guys who are going to stay there. You know, I don't know because a lot of our a lot of our starters I think are going to get the bump up to high A. We'll see what Nick Northcutt does, but he was a super interesting player. He had a great September, um, and he kind of dealt with an injury a little bit in August, and 
but uh, kind of started to get his back going the second half. But boy, could he knock him out of the park! I think he had 14 homers. I don't know about 13 or 14 home runs. He's a guy who really interests me if he gets, um, you know, 100% healthy and really goes all into next season. I think we uh, we could see some some big things from Northcutt. I think Decker moves up. Um, I think Angel Mata, a guy we could look at. You know, we saw him through half the season. He's got a ton of speed, and he had a great September as well. I assume we'll see him in Salem as well. Um, Anthony Flores played third for us a ton. Um, yeah, he signed for a ton of money, and uh, we'll see what he does. I think he'll be in low A next year as well. We'll see. And um, yeah, you got yeah, to be looking, looking at Northcutt's North numbers, numbers again. again. He, had he had 17 homers and 77 RBIs in 96, 96 games. So. so I remember it's him a, telling me once, line. Line. he said, you know, I, I need to get to 12 home runs this year. And uh, boy, did he surpass that! I remember him getting a twelve. He's like, "Yeah, that was." I definitely over, under undersold myself, but uh, yeah. yeah. No, he, and he's got a ton of power. He's got a ton of power too. So we'll see about him. And who am I saying? We'll see if Lugo's there. I, I really don't know what they're going to do with Lugo. He was. I don't know how many strides he made uh, this season. He was around two fifty, I think, all year. So I, I will see what they do with him. I think he has a lot of potential. I think his build is there. Um, was the nephew yeah, of Carlos yeah. Beltran? So I don't know. We'll see what we'll see about him. And then, um, you know, I'd like to see McDonough move up, but we'll see if he stays there. And then behind the dish, Alex Arrow, another interesting player who is uh, is out of Northwestern, and he's a college guy too. I think we might see him move up, but uh, his bat was interesting down the stretch. Again, had a great September and came up with some clutch moments. So he's a mature guy behind the plate too. Um, who else? Alan Marrero struggled a little bit in August, and uh, he wasn't with the team in September. Um, but uh, no, I think Salem has a lot to look forward to next year, and it's you know led by guys like Blaze Jordan, and obviously, as you mentioned, Marcelo Meyer. Yeah, yeah. Shelly, I know Shelly, you want to cap it off with, with a, a uh, final, final question for Kevin. For Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, I, I mean, haven't, I haven't been, been to Salem, Salem since, since 2019, 2019. Stupid, stupid, you know, COVID, COVID pandemic, pandemic thing. thing. Um, um, are there, are there any, any restaurant suggestions? suggestions? So, so next year when I go up to go see, you know, Meyer and everyone up there in Salem, give me some restaurant suggestions when I'm up there. Well, where are you from? You're from Virginia. You're from somewhere in Virginia? Yeah, I'm just outside of Freshman. Okay, so... I think the go-to spot is Mackenbach, which is about two minutes from the stadium. Um, so you could try that. There's also Awful Arthur's. Um, I mean, I don't want to give a bad review to Awful Arthur's. I've never been there, but it's seafood. And uh, I don't know how good seafood is um, in Salem, but you could try it out. I have heard <laughs> mediocre things. We'll see. I mean, I don't want to give a bad review to there. Uh, but there's, there's a ton of places. Uh, Mackenbach definitely is the highlight, so definitely check that out. But yeah, that's that's probably the place to go. Awesome. Awesome. All right, awesome. Kevin, we, Kevin, we really appreciate you joining us. us. Um, do you want to promote, promote your Twitter or any work, work that you've got going on this fall and the various sports, sports that, you're that you're calling now that the season's, season's over for Salem? Salem. Uh, yeah, no, uh, my Twitter is uh, it's at KDDO5, and not a whole lot of content. I think Sox fans would be interested right now. I'm just going to be doing... Um, some select ACC network gigs, and then Radford basketballs tips off November first. Um, so I'll be doing that on ESPN Plus. Um, but uh, go Sox! Always be a Sox fan. I'm looking forward to 
next season as well. So thanks guys so much for having me on. It was a, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, no, th- th- this, yeah, was no great. Th- th- this was great. Um, you know, um, I am a, a mid-major college basketball fan, Kevin, so I might try to catch a Radford game. Radford game. Well, yeah, let's, let's get you as a Radford fan. <laughs> Happy to jump Winthrop on board, to jump around, on board around, around to get, get closer to March Madness. Yeah, Winthrop has been the big rival in the uh, Big South Conference, so uh, we will see. Yes. They, they yes. took the cake last year. But COVID year, you can't count that. No, no. No, no. Asterisk, of course. Asterisk, yeah. All right. Well, All right. Thanks well, again. thanks again. Uh, you can find me at Bob Oscar 15 on Twitter. Shelly at Shelly B underscore 643. Find Kevin at KDDO5. And um, appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you all next week. week.